We've got Twitter Tuesday on today's Locked on Giants podcast, which not only includes your questions, but our very first voicemail question received on our hotline. That's coming up next. Hello, New York Giant fans, and welcome to another edition of the Locked on Giants podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast family, your team every day. My name is Patricia Trana, and happy Tuesday to everybody. We've got a Twitter Tuesday today. We've got uh, questions that came in via Twitter. We have questions that came in via email and making their debut on this podcast. We have a voicemail that was submitted the person didn't leave his name, but uh, somebody did take advantage of our new hotline number. And uh, we're going to play a voicemail, actually, as part of this podcast. So I'm real excited about that. And of course, when I get to that question, I'll have information on how you can take advantage of the voicemail line. And um, I, for, before I get into Twitter Tuesday, let me just start off by saying thank you to everybody who makes the Locked on Giants podcast their first listen of the day, or if you're watching on YouTube, your first watch of the day. And, uh, you know, lately I've been taking a peek around midnight when the podcast drops on YouTube, and I notice more and more people are tuning in and are staying through the premiere of the podcast. And I really appreciate you guys doing that. I mean, that's that's really cool. I don't know if you guys are just staying up late on the East Coast or you're on the, you know, in a different time zone and maybe it's not too late, but I appreciate everybody who's tuning in and who, you know, watches the uh, premiere of the Lothan Giants podcast when it drops on YouTube. I think that's pretty neat. And one of these days I just might join you. I just might like open up a chat and uh, just go through it with you and just kind of take your comments and whatnot. But uh, that's down the line. We've got to work that out, obviously. So, all right. We've got a lot of questions that we need to get to today on Twitter Tuesday. So let us jump into them. We're going to kick one off with a question from Ruben Martinez, Empire PR man, who asks, now that Wink Martindale is the defensive coordinator, do you now think that one of the first round picks will be used on the defense? If so, would it be pass rusher? a cornerback or a safety. Um, you know what, Ruben, I would not rule that out. I would say at least one of the picks is going to be offensive line because it, Lord knows they've got to address that position. Um, if they do not trade the second of their first round picks, they pick up more uh, additional picks and they might trade down. So it wouldn't be like they're totally trading out of the first round, but um, I could see them picking a defensive player. And I think for Martindale's scheme, they'll probably want to go either a cornerback or a safety. Um, they can scheme around the pass rush, I think. Um, but what they can't scheme around is is in the coverage, the back end. So I could see that definitely being uh, a possibility. All right. Thanks for that question, Ruben. Always great to hear from you. Up next, we have a question from uh, Jay, uh, James Hawk Lutner. I hope I said that right. If the Giants are looking to trade down in the first round, who are the most realistic trade partners and how low in the first round do you think they would be willing to go? Ooh, um, let me think about that for a second. Um, if you're talking the fifth round pick, I would say, and I'm just pulling up Tankathon's draft order here. If the Giants were to trade down, it would probably have to be with a quarterback needy team. That is assuming Carolina doesn't address their quarterback situation. 
So some of the quarterback needy teams might include Denver, um, Washington, who's at number 11. Denver's at number nine. Washington's at 11. Um, you might be able to make a case for Minnesota at number 12. Um, I don't think Philadelphia, I, I don't think they would go too low. So I, I would say if you're talking the number five overall pick, Denver might be a good candidate to trade down to the number nine spot. Again, that's if Carolina hasn't addressed their quarterback situation and Denver feels that they need to enhance their quarterback situation. I would think they would make the the most sense for the Giants to trade down to. Um, I don't see the Giants trading with Philly. I'd be surprised if they did that. Philly holds spots number 15 and 16. Um, the Saints would need a quarterback there at number 18. I, I don't think the Giants would go that far down. I really don't. Um, but you never know. I mean, stranger things have happened. Um, Pittsburgh needs a quarterback at 20. Um, the Raiders are, should be okay. Arizona, I think, is going to be okay. So, yeah, I, I would say uh, Denver would be, you know, at, at number nine. That would be the spot I would look at. But, again, it depends on what Carolina does and if there's a need now to get ahead of Carolina for quarterback. So uh, that would be what I would um, keep an eye on. So thanks for that question. All right. Um, next question comes, uh, looks like we've got another one from James. Yes, another one from James who asks, what are some of the areas of need in the draft that you think people are not talking enough about? Oh, that's an easy one. Um, inside linebacker, for sure. Um, defensive line, I think they're going to need another defensive lineman. Um, tight end is a position I don't think it's getting enough uh, mention. Uh, probably receiver, but receiver's not an ultra-pressing need, but if they let go of Sterling Shepard, I could see them maybe addressing that spot. Um, cornerback, I know we've talked about. We've talked about edge. We've talked about safety. Uh, outside linebacker, which is edge. Offensive line, definitely. I think that's that's item number one. Um, backup quarterback, I, I think they're going to be okay there. I think they're going to go the veteran route there. Um, rather than rest, than, than have a draft pick on that. So yeah, I would say outside, um, I'm sorry, inside linebacker would be uh, the number one spot if I had to narrow it down to one spot. So thanks for that question, James. Appreciate you. Um, all right, next up, we have a question from Chris Caulfield, who wants to know, um, with the NFL expanding the usable linebacker numbers. Do you foresee the Giants retiring Harry Carson's 53 soon? You know what, Chris? I would like them to retire Harry's number, as I would like them to retire Carl Banks's number. I think Carl Banks deserves to have his number retired. Um, will they do it soon? I, You know what? Look, if they haven't done it by now, I'm beginning to wonder if they're ever going to do it. Um, you know, now people will say, well, they just, you know, look how long it took them to retire Michael Strahan's number. Well, yeah, Michael Strahan, after he last wore number 92, no giant ever wore it again. So in essence, it was pulled out of, you know, circulation. So it was sort of retired before it was formally retired this past year. So, I mean, Chris, look, people have worn Harry's number 53 and Carl's number uh, 58 since they wore it. I don't know about you, but to me, that, that's kind of like, at that point, why bother? 
You know, it's like if they were going to retire those numbers, they should have done it after Harry retired and after Carl retired. That's just how I feel. So, um, yeah, I, I'd be I'd be shocked if they they decide to retire those numbers. They should make no mistake about it. I believe they should, but I would be surprised if they do. So, all right, we've got more coming up on today's Locked on Giants podcast. More of your Twitter Tuesday questions, including still to come, our first voicemail questions. So stick around. All right, Giant fans, we have more coming up on today's Locked on Giants podcast. But first, football season might be over, but basketball season is in full stream for both pro and college hoops. And from all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired head coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline.net is also the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news for the season. Whether it's basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC, the Olympics, and more. Head on over to the website today. Again, it's BetOnline.net on your mobile or desktop device and learn more about the trends and actions. Bet online where the game starts. All right, Giant fans, welcome back to the Locked On Giants podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast family, your team every day. I am Patricia Trena, and we've got a Twitter Tuesday. We're going through your questions. We've got tweets, we've got emails, and we have our voice, first ever voicemail. So let us now get into some of the emails that were sent to us at our email address, which is LockedOnGiantsPodcast at gmail.com. That information, by the way, is in the show notes, along with our phone number, if you want to call up to leave a message. So, all right, this message, uh, this email rather, comes from Andrew G, who writes, I was listening to Ed Valentine on Big Blue View, and he said, would wink as DC is an alpha edge rusher, might not be a priority due to a scheme and a corner or safety like Hamilton would be a better fit. Do you agree or disagree? Uh, right there, I would say I would agree. I would definitely look to uh, get a, a good cover corner for the defense ahead of an edge rusher. Absolutely. I agree with that. And then you say, okay, say Hamilton, Stingley, and Thibodeau, or Thibodeau, I think it is, are there at five. Who would you take? Um I mean, at five, to be honest with you, I would go offensive line. I would get a tackle if, if there were a good one sitting there. And then I would maybe look to get defense at number seven. So, uh, you know, I know I'm splitting hairs there, but you asked me what I would do at number five, and that's what I would do at number five. So, all right, next question. Michael B. writes, would you keep C.J. Board? I think he was really good for backup receiver and also on special teams. Michael, you know what? If I could get CJ Board on a minimum salary benefit contract, yes, I would bring him back. I would let him compete. Would I necessarily have him making the roster? I think they could maybe upgrade um, the receivers that they have. Um, but yeah, I would, I would, I would give CJ Board an opportunity to compete. You're right; he he wasn't that bad last year. So uh, we'll see if they they do that. But um, you know, it's also going to depend on his health. So. All right, next question came in from Guy in South Florida. What should the Giants do in 2022 and 2023 draft with the philosophy philosophy of acquire great talent at a position of need or realize the state of the weak roster 
which requires to fill in as many position starters and backups first before acquiring superior talent. Guy, I'm not sure I understand the logic behind your question. Why can't you acquire superior talent and fill needs? I, I don't understand why that has to be an either or proposition. Um, look, you, you take the best player available and uh, you try and marry up with your needs. I mean, it's that simple. It's, you know, I, I, I know fans like to say, oh, you got to take this player, you got to take that player. But it's really that simple. You take the best player available and if that player happens to fit a need and, you know, there's there's a lot of needs, let's face it, on this Giants team, chances are you're going to marry the two together. Um, now, you also go on to say that the Giants need to trade down to acquire good, not superior quality and quantity first in 2022 and 2023. Again, Guy, you, you can do both. You can get superior talent in the draft. You know, if, the, if you've got a high grade on somebody, why why not? I mean, I, I don't see why it has to be a separate deal. So um, if I misunderstood your question, Guy, write me back and let me know, you know, clarify what you were asking. But I, I just, I don't see how you can separate the two, to be honest with you. So, all right. Next question comes from Paul Z. You mentioned a little while ago about a few giant players who had workout bonuses in their contracts while Buffalo had a greater number of these bonuses. Is there any correlation between those players with the workout bonuses and their frequency of injury? And do the players who work out exclusively with a club have less injuries? Paul, it's not been proven, but I do know that Buffalo hasn't been a very injured team of late. So you probably could say that being supervised by the strength and conditioning coach would be a plus because now you're having them do specific uh, workout, uh, a specific re workout regimen that is football related as opposed to having a general trainer put guys through every kind of, you know, drill possible, which may or may not have anything to do with football. Um, if there, is there a correlation re between uh, guys who work out with the team being less injured as opposed to those who don't? That's not been proven. I mean, injuries could just be a function of bad luck. But what I will tell you, Paul, is I am in the process of booking a sports medicine doctor for a show. And we're going to talk about all this stuff. I, pro I know I promised you guys a few weeks ago that I would have a show on injuries. And that's I'm working to book the, to, to get the sports doctor uh, to come on the show. He's agreed to it. We just have to work out the scheduling. Um, and we'll talk about all that, that hopefully I'll be able to run that show either at the end of this week or early next week, but that's the plan. And, um, I'll, I'll certainly put that question to the sports doctor, um, regarding workouts and whatnot. If it's better off, if a team is better off, uh, supervising a workout as opposed to, um, not supervising a workout from a money perspective, Paul, it does pay for the player to work out under the team supervision because if god forbid there's an injury now it becomes a football related injury as opposed to a non-football related injury and uh, the non-football related injuries can result in the player not receiving compensation so there is an advantage to the player coming in and working out under the under the uh, supervision of the team's strength and conditioning coach so all right folks we've got plenty more coming up on the Lockdown Giants podcast on this Twitter Tuesday. 
which includes our first ever voicemail. That's coming up in the next segment, so stick around. All right, Giant fans, we have more coming up on Twitter Tuesday today. But first, with the ever-increasing number of makes and models of cars and trucks, there's only one place to find what you need quickly for your car or truck, and that is rockauto.com. Rock Auto is a family business with over 20 years of offering competitive pricing on thousands of parts for every make, model, and manufacturer. Check out their website rockauto.com and don't forget to write down locked on in their how did you hear about us box so that they know we sent you rockauto.com has amazing selection reliably low prices and they ship directly to your door all the parts your car or truck will ever need visit them today tell them that locked on sent you and that website again is rockauto.com all right, Giant fans, welcome back to the Locked on Giants podcast. Patricia Trainer here, and it is a Twitter Tuesday, my favorite show of the week. And I mean it because you guys and gals send such great questions in, and some of them, you know, really make me think. So I do appreciate them. Um, I look forward to getting them. And uh, if you want to contribute to the, to the uh, Twitter Tuesday, you can write to Locked on Giants Podcast at gmail.com. And in just a bit, I'm going to flash on the screen and also uh, recite the telephone number where you can call up and leave a voicemail. And um, we actually have our first voicemail that's going to be featured on this show. So I'm excited to play that for you. And I uh, hope you enjoy this little extra feature. So, all right, let's get back to the questions here. We've got a few more we've got to get through. Um, another question that came in from Paul Z who wants to know, now that the Giants have Don Martindale as their new defensive coordinator, which de Giants defensive players are likely to be let go because of not fitting Wink's scheme or philosophy? Um, I'm going to say not so much a fit per se, Paul, because Wink and, and Patrick Graham, they're, 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 their schemes are pretty similar. Um, Wink does a lot more blitzing, a lot more uh, cover zero than Patrick did. So I'm going to say the players that get let go are going to be more so because they're maybe not as athletic or maybe they just didn't show anything. So, I mean, guys who I think would have something to worry about would include O'Shane Zimenez, an edge rusher. I think potentially... Um, Tate Crowder might not be a starter in this in this defense under Wink Martindale. Um, cornerback, I could see them moving on from James Bradbury, but more so because of the cap and the cap number he carries as opposed to his skill set. Uh, defensive line, I can't think of anybody off the top of my head they would move off of. Um, yeah, I, I think, Paul, quite honestly, it's going to come down to performance, if, if I'm being honest with you. I mean, inside linebackers position, they really, really are going to have to overhaul because they just, they're, the cupboard's bare there. I mean, I know they have bodies there, you know, Carter Coughlin, Cam Brown, who can also play on the outside, but they really need to um, address that spot because I don't think they have the, the, the necessary linebackers and speed and athleticism to run Wink's uh, defense. All right. Thank you for your questions. 
Up next is one from Scott S. And this actually came in as a text message on our new um, our new phone number. All right. So again, this number is in the show notes and um, you'll see it on the screen if you're watching on YouTube. But the number, if you want to text a message to us, if you want to call or leave a voicemail is 732-924-8580. Please note that uh, toll tolls may apply depending on your carrier. So check with your carrier first before using that number, whether it be to text or to call. So this way you don't get any unpleasant surprises on your phone bill. All right. So Scott texted this question to me and I shortened it a little bit, you know, just so it could fit on the screen. I would like your opinion on scrapping of the Rooney rule entirely as it had proven to be and is logistically ineffective. Rather than forcing interviews, wouldn't it make more sense to incentive incentivize hires if a team hires a minority head coach then perhaps grant them an extra pick at the end of the first round all right scott regarding the rooney rule i do think that it's not working i think it was well-meaning i think it was you know the intentions were good but the way it's set up it's it's not accomplishing i think what it set out to accomplish for whatever the reason now, here's the problem with, I think, offering an incentive that I would be a little, you know, concerned with. To my knowledge, there is no sub rule, if you will, that says if you hire a minority candidate, you have to retain that person in the position for however many number of years or months, whatever. So what is to stop another David Culley situation from occurring. So in other words, you know, the Texans hire David Culley, Baltimore gets the draft picks because I think Culley came from Baltimore. But anyway, so Culley gets fired after a year and now, oh, hey, Texans or, or, or Baltimore has an extra pick. You know, you know what I'm saying? Something's got to be done with the Rooney rule. I agree with you. What that something is, I, I just don't know. I mean, it's it's tricky. And like I said, I think the Rooney rule was well... The intentions were there, but it just hasn't resulted in what everybody thought it would, would it result in. All right, Scott, thank you for that question. All right. Um, the next question I got actually came from Don L who wrote to me last week asking about quarterback ones over the last 10 to 15 years. And, and Don, you know, just in looking at it, um, you know, you, you have quarterbacks that were starters that weren't necessarily drafted in the first round. You know, Tom Brady was, you know, until he retired, wasn't a first-round pick. Dak Prescott wasn't a first-round pick. Uh, Jalen Hurts, not a first-round pick. So the exercise you're asking me to do, um, again, I've got to have, I've got to find the time to do that. Uh, and now with the, the uh, off-season kind of kicking in while we have a little downtime before um, free agency starts. I'll see if I can get you some more detail to that. But, uh, you know, I think you can kind of go down the list at every team right now and uh, take a look and see where they stand with their quarterback. Um, so give me some time to work on that, Don. I'll see if I can put something together for you. Uh, that That's just something that, you know, it's going to require a little bit more um, elbow grease, if you will. So I'll work on that for you, I promise. All right. Um, so that is all of our written questions. 
Now we have our first voicemail, which I'm very excited about. The only thing is the person who left this message didn't leave his name. So folks, if you're going to call up, don't assume that I knew your phone number because I don't. You got to leave your name if you can, you know, um, otherwise they're going to have us put a, a rule in, in place here where if you don't leave your name, we can't use your question. But this question I'm going to use just to kind of illustrate how this whole process works with the voicemail. So here's the question I received. Hey, Patty, first time, long time. Uh, I guess this is everyone's first time. Uh, congratulations on reading two, uh, reaching 2,000 subscribers on YouTube uh, and all your recent success. It's, uh, it's been awesome watching you climb the charts. Uh, my question is, how well do you think Daniel Jones has to play for this new regime not to consider draft their quarterback in the 2023 draft? I'm sure he'll be much improved this year in our new system, new coaches. Uh, but how well do you think he has to play for them to not even think about drafting another quarterback in 2023? All right, thank you. Okay, so how well does Daniel Jones have to play for the new regime? Um, I don't think we can attach stats to him. But what I think we need to look for from Daniel Jones is pretty much what we needed to see last year and the year before that. And that is, is he making the right decisions? Is he able to load the team on his shoulders and help carry them across the finish line? Is he a good huddle presence? Is he healthy every week? You know, is he making the throws that they need him to make? You know, if you're saying, does he have to be a top five quarterback in passing yards. I don't think that has to be the case. I just think he needs to, to show linear improvement by the end of the year. He's got to be better than what he was at the start of the year. And, you know, the problem last year was that the injury cut short his, his um, you know, his progress, any progress he was making. So I just think that, you know, with Daniel... If he's going to go out there and he's going to throw wildly and he's going to make mistakes and lose the ball and, you know, make stupid decisions, he's not going to last very long. There is going to have to be a learning curve. That learning curve will hopefully start in the spring. It will continue through the summer so that by the time opening day 2022 comes, he'll be able to hit the ground running and that each week, we will see a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more in terms of improvement. And there's going to be hiccups along the way. Don't get me wrong. There will be hiccups. He will have his, his share of, you know, games where, you know, you just as soon forget about it. But as long as we see a little bit of progress here, 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 um, and an upward trend, I think Daniel Jones will be able to secure his spot as the starter moving forward beyond 2022. All right, that is the last of our questions. I want to thank y'all for participating, as always, in Twitter Tuesday, my favorite show of the week. I want to thank you for making the Lockdown Giants podcast your first listen of the day or your first watch if you're on YouTube. And coming up the rest of the week, I'm scheduled to have Nick Filato on tomorrow's show. We're going to talk about the state of the Giants. Coach Gene Clemens from Giants Country is going to be on the show with me on Thursday or is scheduled to be on the show with me on Thursday. And then I believe on Friday, like I said, I'm just working to finalize the details, 
But Friday, we're going to have the sports doctor, the sports medicine doctor um, on the show. And we're going to do the injury show. So we're going to talk about all these injuries and what might cause them and how they can avoid them moving forward. I know a lot of you have asked me about that. So um, I'm finally getting around to putting that together. So lots of great content, I think, coming up on the Lockdown Giants podcast. Hope you will check it out. And uh, as always, folks, thank you so much for listening. And we will talk to you soon.